Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. Good. Um, well, it's, it's good to see everyone. It's, um, uh, I feel like I've been, so I've been away for like three months, and I just feel like uh, as people that I came in, I thought, I don't know who you are. So just, uh, I feel like I've got to introduce myself. <laughs> I'm Tim. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and um, uh, so I've, I've been off for three months uh, for uh, health reasons. And, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm back. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just I appreciate your prayers um, over the last few months. Uh, Rachel said I was going to blub, and I said, I'm not going to blub. Oh, it's so annoying. Uh, but it's great to be back, and I do appreciate your prayers, and um, uh, it's meant a lot to me. And... Uh, you know, I'm sure I'd, I'd tell some stories uh, as we go along and really do feel that God has been speaking to me during this time of being away and shaping me, uh, making me into a slightly different person. Hopefully that will come out over the next few months, still trying to process some of all God's spoken to me about. Um, but I really do appreciate your prayers. Um, so uh, uh, we're going to talk today. Now, when I was off... Um, off work, uh, some good friends of mine uh, sent me through the post uh, uh, some Lego to help me fill my, my day, and it was incredibly uh, exciting for me. You know, I'd spent a lot of my childhood playing with Lego, but I hadn't actually spent much time as an adult uh, with Lego. You know, when you're when you're young, um, and what you do is what I'd call like freestyling with Lego when you're really young. You kind of get, you get a box of Lego like this and, and you put it on the floor and you just kind of pick through it and start like piecing bits together in any way you like, you know, like, like this. You know, there's no, there's no plan really in mind. There's no ultimate goal of what you're going to do. You're just kind of rooting around and picking out bits and sticking them on, you know, in, in any way that your imagination kind of takes you in some ways. You know, often a, a, a toddler will like, bring you something like this you know, and say, look what I've made. And you look at it and you think, I have no idea what that is at all. Um, you know, and you, you kind of, but nonetheless, you say, oh, well done. You're so clever. You know, but when you look at it, you've got to conclude you know, that you know, the, product, the end product you've made is, is kind of unstable. It's not fit for purpose. It might be unique, but it's, it's not really usable. Um, you know, the beauty of Lego, actually, is that the older you get, um, you know, the more complex kits that you can buy that, that come with instructions. Um, and um, I know um, opinion might be divided in the room. I'd like to just do a straw poll. But as you get older, sometimes you, you stop freestyling and you start building from instructions. I know there are some people, when they're adults, they, they'd still prefer the box to kind of root in and just freestyle. Can I just have... Uh, a show of hands. If you're an adult and, and you'd prefer just a box of random Legos to start building whatever you choose, can I just have a show of hands? You like that sort of? Okay, a few. Uh, what about if, if, if you've got like a, a, a kit with instructions to follow? Can I, would you prefer that? Yeah, we, we are the majority. That's good. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I much prefer to follow plans. And, and what my friends had uh, sent me through the post wasn't like kind of a, a random box of Lego, but what they sent me through the post was uh, a kit that came with 190 step-by-step instructions. I mean, I was 
I was blown away by uh, what they sent me through the post, not just because of their kindness and their thought for me, but also I just felt like a kid again, you know, uh, some Lego just for me to do on my own. Uh, and I was, I was so excited about it. You know, this was for me, not, not something for my kids, you know, not something for them to pick up and start mixing with other sets and putting in their box of random Lego. This was my set for me to build on my own without any interference. And so what I did was, um, you know, after when I came out of hospital and I'm, I'm back home, the kids went off to school, Rachel was at work, no one to interfere, and I, I, I made a cup of tea, I put some classical music on because that's how I roll, and, um, and I sat, sat down at the table with the box and I opened it up and I got the instructions now out. Now, now organization is the key to success. And so I cut like bowls out and I separate out all the different colors. That's how I start. Uh, just me on my own with the instructions. It was bliss. And I did it bit by bit over the course of several days. Every time the kids came back from school, I, I put the Lego away so they couldn't interfere with it. And then the following day, I kind of get it out again when the house was empty again. But after several like glorious hours on my own, this is what I made. Look at that. Huh? Thank you, thank you. I'd like to thank people that helped me, but no one did. Uh, the doors open, the bonnet opens, it's got suspension. You can't see it, but you're welcome to come and inspect it afterwards at a distance. Uh, it's got a hook on the front for climbing up mountains and stuff. It's, it's amazing. And I, it was so exciting to do it and create it on my own. Now, when I'm just sitting there admiring this uh, truck, the strangest thing happened. Maybe not the strangest thing, but it might be for you if you're listening. I felt God just whisper to me. And I felt him say this. He said, it's time to stop freestyling and start following my step-by-step -step instructions. Because I've got things for you to build. You know, I'm just enjoying some time on my own building Lego. And, 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 and God just kind of breaks in and starts speaking to me in a kind of profound way. It's, it's time to stop freestyling and start following my step-by-step -step instructions because I've got things for you to build. You know, to go from grabbing random bricks to building off a set of instructions is to go from immaturity to maturity. To stop just playing around and start building intentionally according to a plan and some guidance. You know, so now I'm, I'm not only um, enjoying playing with some Lego, but I'm also starting to hear from God as well. And so I'm keen to get going with another Lego project. And, and fortunately, I have one. Because a few days prior to this, uh, another friend of mine had sent, um, dropped off this. Her, her set. Alex Gavetta, who's out the back cupboard doing sound. And she'd broken it all up and, and let me have it. Uh, now, the first set was good, but this one, this one came with 450 instructions. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, the first one took me several hours, 
uh, to complete. So this one had the promise of days of me time just sitting down with a cup of tea building something on my own. I was really looking forward to it when the kids went to school. But the problem was Amy, my my 10-year-old daughter, she came up to me and she was so impressed by the first truck that I made and she'd saw this box and she said to me, Daddy, can I build it with you? (laughs) I mean, everything in me wanted to say no. This is about me. This is my time. And besides, in the quiet, I'm hearing from God now. But I knew that wasn't what she wanted to hear. And so through kind of gritted teeth, I I kind of said, sure, yeah, that's fine. Let's do it together. And so I got the bowls out, and we sat down at the table. And after separating all the different colors, we started to follow uh, the instructions. It became clear from the beginning that my sole responsibility was to hand her bits, and she was going to do all the constructing. I was there on a kind of advisory role when some of the parts got a little bit more complicated. But hour after hour, we sat at the table together, side by side, following the instructions, step by step. And initially, I just I wanted to take over. I had to sit on my hands a little bit but after a while even though it was slower doing it with her than doing it on my own I found building the kit with Amy so much fun to the point where I was looking forward to when she got back from school and we could sit at the table together or the weekends I began to think about when this project's over other things that we could buy online and do together then on one occasion I'm sitting there handing her pieces to put together and and again I just felt God whisper to me so clearly he said there is joy in in building something following my step-by-step instructions with other people what God was saying to me and I I believe I'm I'm, I'm saying this this morning because Jim said you know you can have free reign what you want to talk about and I just felt God say talk about this because this isn't just for you it's for all of us what God was saying to me and I believe what he wants to say to us particularly at the beginning of a new year when we're all starting to think about plans and things we might do and places we might want to go and what we might do with our time and resources is this It's time to stop freestyling and start following my step-by-step instructions because I've got things for you to build. Plans for you to follow. Ways I want to use you, giftings that you have that are unique to you uh, for this time and this place in history. It, It will take a shift in how you approach life. You'll need to move from playing around to intentionally following my instructions. It may involve having to deal with some anxiety that is stopping you following my instructions. It may involve you having to confront previous disappointments, but if you are willing to make the shift then I have plans for you, things for you to build, people's lives for you to change, adventures for you to go on. You know, the problem is often there's this battle that goes on inside of us. That's because if we're honest, we don't want to follow a set of plans. We want to construct something that is unique to us. We want to build a life, a career, a future, brick by brick, without following any instructions. 
The trouble is, although it might sound good, feel creative, will it endure the changing seasons of our lives? Will it bring us lasting joy? Is that actually how we're meant to live? You know, freestyling can creep into our Christian lives. I want to follow God, but I'm going to kind of construct what that looks like myself. You know, there's this huge movement of people at the moment over the last couple of years who are doing something that has been termed a deconstruction of faith. You know, taking everything apart that they've believed in over the years and, and building it back up again in a way that's more comfortable for them, in a way that fits the culture around us a bit more. You know, there's nothing wrong with questioning and, and grappling with faith and scripture. In fact, it's important that we do so. But the question is, what is our motivation? Is it so that we can know God better? Or is it so that we can have, build a theology, a, a life that, following him that's more comfortable for us? God wants us to follow his plans. It's how God has always intended us to live, following his instructions. The Bible's not full of stories of individuals who are just, you know, making it up as they go along. It's full of stories of individuals who, who, who are following God's plans as best they can to hear his voice and follow his step-by-step instructions. You know, take Abraham, for example, a guy that we read about early on in the, in the Old Testament. You know, one day God comes to him and, and says this, Go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and everyone who curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now God gave him the first step of the instructions. Go! You know, Abraham didn't have the benefit of kind of sitting and, and flicking through 450 steps of instructions to see what was going to involve, what he needed to do, where it was going to take him, what the final destination was going to be like. He just had the first step and a promise of what God wanted to build through him. And often that's how God operates. You know, just like Lego, God invites us to go one step at a time. You can't skip forward. You have to be, do the patient work of, of following each step before you turn a page and see what's next. You know, if, you, if you rush on and, and try and get to the end and the final product, you'll, you miss out on the important internal workings and details. You know, sometimes it's slow, but one step at a time is the way to go. Trusting God at each step that he knows the end product. And what we read is this. So Abraham went as the Lord <clears throat> told him. He made a decision to move from freestyling to following God's instructions and trusting him for the, where that would take him and the plans that God had for him. Or take Moses, for example, a, a broken man living away from community. He's freestyling in life, hiding out doing his own thing. And God appears to him one day in a burning bush when he's going about his ordinary day. And he says this, I've heard the cries of my people. I've come to set them free from slavery and lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. And then he says to Moses, so now go. I'm sending you 
to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. You know, in other words, there is a unique calling, a unique plan I have for your life, a way I want to use you for the benefit of other people. I want you to stop freestyling and start following my step-by-step instructions because I have things, Moses, for you to build. Unlike Abraham, um, Moses is more reluctant, which is why we kind of identify with him more and, and, and like him a lot, you know. He, he asks God for signs. He, he makes excuses why he's not the person for the job. He asks God if he can bring his brother with him. He, he asks God if his brother can speak on his behalf. But, but eventually, Moses starts following God's instructions for his life. You know, what, what stood out for me recently as I reread the story of, of Moses, and, and, and by the way, uh, a bit later on this year, we're going to spend some time on Sundays just looking in more detail at the life of Moses because it's an incredible story. But, but what stood out for me as I reread Moses' story again is that there's this phrase that just keeps on getting repeated over and over again. And it's this Then the Lord said to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses, when Pharaoh says to you, perform a miracle, then say to Aaron, take take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh and it will become a snake. And then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so they can worship me. Then the Lord says to Moses, raise your staff and stretch out your hands over the Red Sea to divide the waters so the Israelites can go through on, on dry land. Then the Lord said to Moses, Do not deny justice to the poor. Then the Lord says to Moses, then the Lord says to Moses, then the Lord says to Moses, over and over again. You know, the other day I saw this and I just went, started going through my Bible and highlighted every time that this phrase was used. You know how many times God says, it says, then the Lord says to Moses? 104 times I counted. I might have missed a few. They're all highlighted now in my Bible. 104 times. The Lord says, go. The Lord says, camp here. He tells him what to say, how to lead the people. He gives him instructions on how to organize the nation of Israel, how to care for the poor, how to administrate justice, how to look after the foreigner, what festivals to observe, and on and on and on it goes. Then the Lord said to Moses. You know, when God gives Moses the instructions of of how to build the the tabernacle, which was going to be the place where God would come and dwell by spirit with the people. He doesn't leave Moses to kind of freestyle and build whatever he fancies. Now we read, read, it says this, Make this tabernacle and all the furnishes exactly like the pattern I will show you. God gives him step-by-step instructions from the type of wood, the material, the color of the curtains, the table, the lampstands, the the wash basins, the the courtyards, everything. He uses Moses to build and establish a nation and he's with him every step of the way, speaking to him step-by-step instructions. It's time to stop freestyling. And start following my step-by-step instructions. Because I've got things for you to build. Or take King David, for example. You know, the greatest king Israel has ever had. He conquered kingdoms, built palaces, um, accumulated vast wealth. He's the greatest king that the Israelites had. But he didn't get there from 
you know, building something out of his own imagination. He was a man who followed God's step-by-step instructions. You know, towards the end of his life, he, he, um, he tells his son Solomon that God has commissioned him to, to build a temple for the Lord. And he hands over these plans to, to Solomon that include details of, of the stonework, the inner and upper rooms, the, the, the weight of gold that's going to be needed to be used for lampstands and all sorts of things. And then he says to Solomon, all this I have, I have in writing as a result of the Lord's hand on me. He has enabled me to understand all the details of the plan. You know, God's got detailed plans for you, for me. And if we're willing to make this shift towards following his plans, he will enable us to understand the details of what he wants each one of us to build. You know, when Jesus, God's, God's own son, came to earth, before he starts uh, his public ministry, he, he goes around calling people to come follow him, to be his disciples. The answer to the call to come follow him was an invitation to move away from building a life brick by brick according to your own plan and, and following his instructions. You know, the ultimate goal was to be like him. You know, one day Jesus is, is on a hillside and, and we're told he begins to teach his disciples. You can read about it in, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5 to, to 7. It's, it's called the Sermon of the Mount. And as he's sitting there teaching his disciples, he, he tells them about how to live, how to care for the poor, how to give to the needy, how to pray, how to fast, how to be free from anxiety, how to invest your resources. And then at the end of it all, he says this to them. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built a house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. You know, when we follow God's instructions, what we build in our lives and in in the lives of those around us Uh, will remain standing whatever the season of life we go through. But although God has things for each one of us to build, he doesn't want us just to go on our own. He wants us to know the joy of following his instructions with other people. There is joy in building something following my step-by-step instructions with other people. You know, you sometimes we can, there can be a reluctance in us. It is much easier just to crack on and do it ourselves. It, it's quicker that way, but we're not meant to live exclusively like that. Yes, he has things that might be unique for you, but if you just stop there, you've missed the bigger picture. He has plans His plan is that we are meant to follow his instructions together with other people. You know, Moses didn't build a nation for God on his own. There were scores of people around him. David didn't just hand his plans over to his son and and Solomon just kind of crack on building the temple on his own. There There were tons of people, armies of people that built it with him. Jesus didn't call his disciples 
to go it alone. He, he called them to community. He sent them out in teams together. And so it is with us. Now this year, I believe God wants to urge us to rediscover the joy of following his instructions with other people. To stir ourselves to go again, to deal with the anxiety and fear in order to rediscover the joy of sitting at the table side by side with other people working on God's plans. I know how easy it is to just kind of get used to following God on your own without other people. The last three months, I have, I have had limited contact with other people. I've, I've had a, like an enforced isolation. I've been immunocompromised as well, so I've just had to be really careful. I went from a busy life to a quiet life. And initially, that, I found that very strange. To begin with, I just kind of filled my days with, with Netflix a little bit. But after a while, I started to read Christian books. I picked up my Bible more. I began to pray more. There was no sabbatical because all the time I'm battling with my health. But in the silence of my days, I felt God stir me and speak to me again. I felt a closeness to him that I hadn't felt for such a long time. You know, eventually when it was time to uh, come back because my health was improving, come back to church, come back to work, I, I found there was a, a reluctance in me to do so. I wanted to stay in the quiet place. You know, one of the books that I, I read um, is this one. It's called An Invitation to Silence and Solitude by Ruth Haley Barton. It's a, it's a great book. And she describes a similar process of going from a very busy life to a kind of a quiet life, a life of solitude for a period that she had to go through. And she said that she found it hard to adjust from that busyness to that quiet, which I was like, yeah, me too. I, I remember that. But then she says this. When it was time to go back, I, I didn't want to come back. I've never experienced God loving me like that before. I didn't want to leave that place where God was so real to me. I don't want to talk, and I don't want to talk to anyone, uh, anyone to talk to me. Is this normal? <clears throat> and the answer, of course, her, her, she asked her friend, and her friend said, yes, actually, that is normal. You know, being here last Sunday, first time in like three months, I found it, I've got to be honest, I found it overwhelming. I, before the service, I just sat in my room, left it until the last minute to come down and then saw my brother and made a beeline for him, sat next to him, and then I made a quick exit at the end. I went back to work this week and on Tuesday, we're there on, on Zoom and there's all these faces and I've got hours of meetings and I just found it all a bit overwhelming. It's easy for the withdrawing from community to become the norm and I think that's one, of, one thing that many of us, for various different reasons, have experienced during this pandemic. Coming back to being with people and following God with people may feel challenging for all sorts of reasons, but come back we must. So how do we do it? How do we move from freestyling to following God's instructions? Well, the first step, I believe, is to make a heart decision to tell God 
you want to make that shift in life. To be honest with him. To tell him your fears and concerns. To, to talk to him about your disappointments. If, if you know you have lost the joy of following his plans with other people, then talk to him about it. And next we need to open up our hands and ask his Holy Spirit to come and help us. You know, the promise in Scripture was that one day there would be a shift away from following God's instructions that would be kind of somehow external to his instructions and his plans being put into our hearts, being inside of us. That there would be a yearning and a longing to follow his instructions because it wouldn't be out there, but it would be in here. So we've got to open our hands and ask Holy Spirit, please come and help us. Please come and help it feel like it's going from an external to an internal. Holy Spirit, I need your help. Come do a work in my heart again. Then I think it's about being intentional. Coming up with a plan. Getting organized. Creating a space to read his word, to pray and be open to hearing his voice. On your own and with other people. You know, everything we need to know about following God is in here. It's all here. You know, if, if you're struggling to know specifically what God wants you to do and a plan for your life, there's, there's, it's in here. It's loads of general plans. It's in here. You know, sometimes reading God's word can be challenging. You know, it can be hard work sometimes. You know, there's something. There's lots of different ways of approaching it. For me, I've I've just found so much joy in HTB's um, Bible in the Year app. I found it so helpful. You know, sometimes I read, but most of the time I sit and I just listen to God's word being spoken. David Suchet reads it. He's got such a beautiful voice. But there's, there's different ways to engage. And to, for us to be helped to reading God's word. And if we push into it and, and, and persevere with it, what the, we find is that God's plans for our lives become apparent. And those plans will have eternal benefit. Now we're going to respond to God in a moment. Ban, if you want to come up. Um, but just one last thing to say. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't actually show you. I don't know if it came up on the screen. This is what I built with Amy. How cool is that? got to give it back to Alex, which is a real shame. (laughs) But one last thing to say. Having built the truck and having built the car, I was done with building all my projects. And uh, they were all done, all complete, and now I just had to sit back and look and admire them. (laughs) And, And then... On Christmas Day, Rachel handed me a present. And I unwrapped it to discover this. The Holy Grail of Legos. It's a Porsche 911. It's got 508 steps to it. I mean, it's a monster. It's amazing. I'm looking at it. I'm so excited about getting it, but then... just heard God whisper to me again. And he said, 
You're not done yet. I've got new things for you to build. You know, I just feel God would want to say to each that to each to each one of us, maybe some of us specifically. You're not done yet. There's no retirement in my kingdom. I don't want you just to sit and admire the things that you've done, the, the projects you've been involved in. The, I don't want you to just, just sit back and admire history and the things you, you're doing. I've got new projects for you. This year, I've, I've got new things for you, for you to build. God's always got new things for us to build as and to discover as we follow him. Why don't we pray together? Let's just, if you're comfortable, shut your eyes, or I really feel God wants to speak to us this morning. I don't want to say for some people here, you are following God's instructions and his plans wholeheartedly, and you know, you're right in there with him. And I just feel God would want to say to some people, many of people here, well done keep going you're doing great and for others of us here I do feel God wants to say it's time to stop freestyling it's time to start following my instructions I've got things for you to build I want you to rediscover the joy of sitting with other people and building things for my kingdom with other people. Let's just take a moment just to have a bit of quiet before God. Ask the Holy Spirit, come and, come and speak to us, God. If you want to make that shift from freestyling, coming up with your own plans, and you want to make that shift to saying, no, God, I, I, want to, I want to follow your plans again for my life. I want to encourage you. Why don't you just open your... There's two things. You might do this. Open your hands to him. Or maybe you, just, maybe you might want to kneel before him. Just where you are. And say, God, I want to follow your plans again. Come and help me. Come and help me, God. Lord God, I just want to pray for us, Lord. I want to pray, God, that we would be a people that follow your plans wholeheartedly that we would be people that you know at the end of our lives can look back and and just reflect on the number of times we've heard your voice saying and then the Lord said to Tim then the Lord said to Adrian and then the Lord said to Liz and then the Lord said and then the Lord said and then the Lord said Lord I want to thank you that you don't just call us into your kingdom and then say right crack on with it I want to thank you that you got plans for us things for us to build together lives for us to 
see impacted by the gospel together. Communities to shape together. But I want to thank you, God, that you're going to be with us every step of the way, guiding and instructing. Help us to rediscover the joy of that, Lord. If we've lost the joy of it, Lord, I pray, come Holy Spirit, rekindle the joy. God, I want to pray for people specifically that may have got burnt by doing things with other people before and just lost a little bit of puff, a little bit of faith. Come Holy Spirit, help them to go again. God, I pray for people that have got things written over their lives that are just dormant at the moment. Or they're struggling to know how to do it. God, come and help them. Free them from anxiety, I pray, in order to follow your plans wholeheartedly again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the King's Church, Mid-Sussex. To connect with us online, visit tkc.org.uk. We hope you'll join us again soon.